welcome to the Laughing Monkey Music Show. Tonight we have Linda on from the Iron Maidens and from the past from Phantom Blue. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing awesome. Glad, glad I could get to speak to you. We've uh, been a fan of yours for many years. I mean, like awesome. I said, Phantom Blue, I, I uh, oh God, okay, I remember getting in high school. I mean, it was, it was, I had that cassette. It was like, you guys are so awesome. And because, and I was talking about this today, and, and to more female musicians, there was not a lot of, musicians out there and some of the younger yeah. girls i say girls women because i'm so old now <laughs> ladies because <laughs> people in their 30s are young to me now get off my lawn um <laughs> your dog too <laughs> yeah thank you okay. what are they doing next door it's not my business <laughs> yeah some of the younger women i'm like i bring it up i'm like is it different now because you're in an environment now where a lot more women are playing and, and it's fantastic, you know, but, but it wasn't always like so, that. I don't know. I mean, there may have been a lot of, of girls that were playing, but they weren't, you, you couldn't tap into that. Right. That's, that's what I, I'm saying. I mean, it wasn't no. as commercial or out there and maybe. We didn't have the not, internet then. So, yeah. you know, unless you, you wrote a letter or, you know, it was word of mouth. Um, we really didn't know of a lot of people, you know, that were playing that were outside of your, your circle or. Right. I mean, you had Dora Pesh and, and Lita Ford, which are still killing it. Yep. Yeah. They awesome. have never, they are, they're, they're totally awesome. Um, and then, and then the next was you guys and it was awesome. And you guys were just <laughs> shredding and guitar and it was just like. Girl school. Girl school. <laughs> yeah. Girl school. But. Excuse me, girl school was good, but it wasn't the same vein to me for me. It didn't hit me the same. I don't know. I think it was the vocals were a little different. I think sometimes the vocals, Gigi. I don't know. Yeah. It's much more rock. I like rock and vocals. You get a little deeper, a little grittier, and a lot more metal. I think she could just really, just really ripped it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. but it like less pop. I think sometimes girl school actually sounded more poppy to me with the, with the vocals. I don't know. Just my opinion. But so, yeah, you guys were like, an all metal girl band to me. I think one of the first ones. And um, I think you guys helped pave the way for other, especially on a commercial level. I mean, how many people come up to you and be like, oh my God. <laughs> you know, I'm really, I have so much gratitude and I've just so heard when people still come up at our shows now. I mean, it's, it's been 30, like 30 years or so. And they, they still come up with copies of the CD or even the cassettes <laughs> or an album. That's right, yeah. Oh, I looked at the album, yeah. It's just, it's very humbling. It's just, it's a dream, you know, when you're a kid. That My whole dream was, I just wanted to play on a record because back in those days, um, in the dark ages, it <laughs> was a big deal to get a record. You know, you couldn't just go and put out product like you can today. Although making a record nowadays is a little challenge too. You got to press it and stuff. So it's almost back to being a big deal again. <laughs> kind of. But back then, I mean, you had yeah. to get signed and you right. had the big one. <laughs> that was just my dream. I just wanted to play on a record. And so that's gotcha. why when people still bring it to the shows now, it just, it, it's just really a humbling experience. It, it's, it is a, a benchmark because as a, as a band, I mean, it was like, it showed like Alston, everyone's like, yeah, see, women can rock. And you guys, all of you killed on your instruments. I mean, Thank you. clearly you're a fantastic drummer, guitar, bass, everybody was just ripping. It was a solid, solid, solid 
unit. And and I remember what was it those like Metal Edge, one of those metal magazines. I remember the girls were on, the ladies were on talking about just making it and stuff. I was like, oh my god, they're awesome. Um, <laughs> how did that happen? How did you guys get signed? Because it was such a male dominated. It was. Um, we have Racer X to thank for that. <laughs> really? We do. Yeah. Um, Nicole was taking lessons from Paul Gilbert and Michelle Meldrum. Mm-hmm. Lise was taking lessons from Bruce Bouillet. And um, Kim was taking lessons from Judd Already. And I took a couple lessons from Scott Travis. Um, wow. But the two wow. guitar I mean, they were nuts. I mean, they went to every Racer X show that there was, and they were front row, and they sucked up that music so much that they wanted to put together a female Racer X-ish type of band. And, you know, the guys knew what they were doing, what we were doing. And once in a while, you, they'd, be, they'd pop into a rehearsal studio, and we'd get all nervous because they would, at least Bruce, would listen to what we were doing. And, um they said to us, they'd put in a word with Mike Barney and mm-hmm. they to just go ahead and he said, Mike Barney said to send up a cassette. So we it sent just up a, so easy. <laughs> just well, it, was, it wasn't. We sent up a cassette no. and it was, <laughs> 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 it was totally blank. So we, we had to send up another one and it's, it's pretty funny. This, this kind that of the way that happened. They got done, but in a very, very humorous way. <laughs> it was it was such a crazy time. I mean, that that's what was so great seeing you guys get signed. Did you guys get to play out a lot at the time, like with other bands, like male bands and stuff? Was it how was that like? With what? Like, like touring, with, like playing locally with other bands, like the male bands. Um, how was that? You know what? We played we played a lot of shit gigs here. <laughs> well, we no, did. It makes sense. We didn't have any management or whatever, and when when people at the venues would see an all-girl band come in and you know we were setting up and stuff we really didn't they didn't treat us with much dignity or respect or anything or just like human beings we just yeah we were one of the other bands playing but you know they would draw the curtains for the other bands but not for us and just the little things you know until mm-hmm. we got and but that came later um, well that, that's that's but, what i'm saying it was i think there was like not a lot of bands were not doing doing that, so you guys going through that suffering. I think you guys helped show that other women can do it and open some eyes. I, I don't know why they had to be open to begin with. I just, you know, I don't know. But we did better shows when we um with Shrapnel. You know, they they didn't do much as far as tour support or anything here. Yeah. Mike Barney had the ad out in the guitar magazine, guitar player mm-hmm. magazine a little square ad yep and that really got our name out in the u.s um over in europe we were on roadrunner and oh, they did a terrible. lot they absolutely did a lot so they they got us on mtv and all this stuff and they they brought us over and we did like tours the first tour was in a van and the second time we actually got a real tour bus and Ooh. all that stuff so they really took care of us it was different there than it was here who did you guys get to tour with at all um, when we were there, I mean, there were smaller clubs and that type of thing. So most of the time we were the headliners. Um, most that doesn't suck. That's pretty good, actually. Uh, yeah, it was good. It was fun. It was, it was a lot of fun. Uh, I mean, you, you, <laughs> yeah, but you, I was talking to somebody today and they're like, oh, I love Linda. I love that. Uh, I mean, they know you, like you, people know you 
from 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 then and from the Iron Maidens. I mean, got quite That's... a name for yourself in the, in the music field. So I mean, it's you know, it's it's worked. <laughs> what have you did? Really awesome. It's like when, it when I was a kid, I would never ever have foreseen this. It would it's 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 so it all just happened so fast. You know, it's it's still kind of living a dream to me because it's just. You know, we got together and we mm -hmm. sent the tape after just a few months of being together. And then we got signed in a month and we did this and we did that. And all of a sudden we were on a tour and then we blah, 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 blah. It just happened so fast and it was crazy. It was. And, you <laughs> know, and then mm -hmm. you guys had one other album out. It sounded a little different. And then after that, you guys obviously didn't do anything else again, you know. Yeah, it was time. Uh, yeah, I don't think it was when right to go on. It was, you know. No. No. It was very sad. Very sad. What did you do after that? Like, obviously, it was a hard time for music. Did you kind of like put things aside and kind of say, "Well, maybe I need to take a break," or you know what I mean? Did you kind of like recoup, kind of? Um, you know, towards the ending phase, all that. You know, we were actually going to go and do some shows in the East Coast for the first time, and um, mm -hmm. then nine eleven stuff happened and. Oh put a big kibosh on going to the East Coast. But um, yeah. in the meanwhile, we needed to find ourselves a new bass player. <laughs> so we got solicited by this guy named Jonathan Layton. He was a guitar player in a maiden tribute called Wrathchild that had a female bass player named Melanie mm -hmm. and a female vocalist, Jen Warren. So they invited us to come down and see their, their show and they were hoping someday maybe we can open for you guys you know and right come down and check us out so we went down to check them out because why not let's go see a maiden tribute i'd never seen a tribute band before and maiden why not and they had a female bass player right <laughs> anyone that can play steve harris stuff could easily play the phantom blue stuff because it's 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 yeah. more of a thing instead of that chugging the trotting is like horses it's like the big horses yeah you know. right that's why I imagine when I hear him playing. And um, the tables got turned on us. Instead of us recruiting the bass player, um, they said that they were actually thinking of turning the whole project all female, and they were looking for a guitar player and the Adrian Smith position and a drummer. So I was there with Josephine, who was Phantom Blues guitar player, who loves mm. Adrian Smith um, at the time, and they asked us if we wanted to to join and we said sure why not let's do this it sounds fun and that was 20 years ago this year if you can believe that 20 years wow. i didn't see i didn't know that i thought originally i thought I, the <laughs> word was i don't even know I'm like, <laughs> not like you can fact check on the internet that you were pretty much the the start of you know it was you who created it i don't know where i'd heard that before so what, of the iron maidens yeah like really been the, the start of it yeah I don't oh, know I, that. The original drum. It was um, it was Jen's Jen's idea. Yeah, I'm not singer. saying you said it. I'm just saying just how stuff comes about. Yeah. And I don't know where I heard that. I'm like, oh, why would I yeah. question that? It's not like it's a no question. No, no. Just I was one of the founding members. That's yeah, it's awesome. Surviving founding member, but Wanda is a close second because she joined um within a year. We we'd done a, about a dozen shows and then. Um, Melanie got invited to go play with a, another band in Finland or something. And mm -hmm. um, so Wanda stepped on in and she's been here too. 
for about 19 of these. <laughs> you guys have a follow. You guys are huge. Like, everyone knows you guys. I mean, you guys, like, tour as, it's, it's like you have, like, one of the biggest tribute bands out there, too. It's kind of a weird thing, isn't it? I mean, it's we just, like, once again, it's like, it's like, like, being, yeah, it's like being like a female from the bands cutting it, you know, being early on, being a female band, being the only one, like, once again, I mean, if you think about it, I mean, you guys are established, like, everyone's like, yeah, I love the Iron Maiden, it's like, it's like, not like it's a tribute band, like it's, you guys are just another band, and you guys are clearly talented enough where everyone's gotten your respect, and you guys just a good job. You know what, I think people... People just love it because there's so many Maiden fans in the world. It's, there is. We, just, we chose a really good band to pay tribute but to. But you also had to be on top of your game, though. If you sucked, they would eat you alive. Very true. But we all, you know, Maiden is like a favorite of each of our, of the members. I mean, yeah. we all love the music and is part of our growing up and our history of playing. And um, part of the reasons I think all of us do what we do. And now <laughs> we had no idea that, you know, we'd be playing so much Maiden. <laughs> not complaining. I mean, if you're, if you're going to play other music that's not your own, hey, Maiden is it, right? <laughs> I, I how, how, now, because people are so crazy about Maiden overseas, especially because America is kind of wishy-washy. So, I mean, you guys have a pretty strong audience here, especially considering that heavy metal depends on what date is, you know, <laughs> or in the U.S. But like Europe and like Brazil, have you gone over to like Brazil? We've been to South, parts of South America, and it. And how crazy was that? Oh, like the Beatles, I can't imagine. Like, it's just absolutely amazing. I mean, you always hear about it, and then when you finally get there, it's. Oh, I'm getting chills just thinking about it. I mean, they are, their hearts are right there. They are so into it. It's, I've seen like videos of them, like how they like I'm like like crying and stuff. Like I, I feel I have an anxiety attack. It really freaked me out too much. <laughs> The deepest level that you can admire music and love music. I mean, mm-hmm. oh, it's just. Ah. It must have been the craziest <laughs> shows too. I know, right? It's it, yeah. I, I, I thought about that. I'm like, man. They, so you guys get to experience the whole Brazil thing, or and Europe, of course. Europe loves metal, so I'm sure you got to do. Your dog sounds good. <laughs> off the couch, Cyrus. Off the couch. He's guarding our house. Good boy. Right. Good boy. Stay right there. I was saying earlier, I did an interview one time and my dog came up and licked my face. So it's all, <laughs> it's all par for the course when you have pets. Um, yeah. He's in here. I hope he doesn't knock the camera over. <laughs> all right. I, I, you know, I actually heard you guys just did a recording with Alonga with, um, with Patrick and, and those guys too. You guys did that, the, uh, the single, the mixed single. That in the video. Yeah. That yeah. was good. So much fun. That, fun video. Right? Oh, they did such a great job. It was, the concept of it was just, it was crazy. It's like, we're going to do Power Slave, but we want you guys to do it also. But like, how are you going to do that? Well, everyone's going to play, you know? So for the drummers, I went in, Shad, the drummer, who's absolutely amazing, by the way. Yeah. Uh, went in, did drums, and they just kind of took bits of me, bits of him, put them together, and it, it was crazy how they did it was so creative patrick is really creative and um heaven below is a fantastic fan they are yeah I've, yeah he they are crazy he is so good like and you know <laughs> the more people i talk to on this sh- on the on this show i i come across his name so often like you're like how he, how he was on this album or he was to the vocals for this album like 
he's done so much with other bands, like in the background. Like you wouldn't believe, yeah. you, know, you would, but I'm saying like a lot of people. Don't. His voice is. Yeah. <laughs> he's like a singer and a guitar player. I'm like, I was surprised. I'm like, and I talked to him like, you were, you weren't even a singer in the first band you were in. And then, you know, I'm, you know, I'm like, I'm like, you had a studio like right out of high school. I'm like, who does that? Like who, you were like literally a, like a latchkey operation. They had everything done for like a record on Instagram, I'm like a studio, the song, everything. Like it was just perfect. Yeah. <laughs> As Patrick. He's, <laughs> he is. He's, he's so good. Um, do you do any other side projects yourself besides Maidens now? I mean, I know Maidens kind of became evolved and thing, but do you do anything on the side? Like, um, you know, I had a bunch of other, of other cover tribute bands and whatnot and did a, a couple of recordings for friends. Like I did some recording for Michelle's band Meldrum when she was, before she passed away mm-hmm. and a, a gal, Karina Alfia, Argentina. She plays so much like Steve Vai. Um, so a couple side things now, mostly, mostly since we're in lockdown, um, it's kind of spending time with my dogs, <laughs> revisiting like things that I neglected with my hands, my technique, um, going back to like even rudimental studies and that kind of stuff. Um, I, I'm in the middle of doing a couple of tracks for another writer that as soon as it's done, then I'll fill you okay. in on. No, but no, yeah, not looking for any deep secrets. Just kind of curious if, like, you do the opposite way, because like a lot of bands do covers. You know, obviously, you do. You're in the best cover band. So I don't know if, like, if you're doing any like side original work for people or for yourself or like little projects, you know, on the yeah. side. So it's kind of harder too, because I don't have a studio or anything at home. I mean, I have I have these Rollins and stuff, but I'm not an engineer. You know, I I, I definitely depend on others to <laughs> well do that for me <laughs> to get that done <laughs> so when you started drumming like was it a musical family or were you just something you just kind of gravitated to on your own well my sister started playing piano and I mean my parents always played music they were always playing music Beatles hmm. and uh, Herb Alpert and my dad always played his real to peaches and cream, right? <laughs> and he would play real to real of like his bagpipes and Irish tunes and that kind of stuff. Um, my sister started playing piano, so I wanted to play piano too. So I took piano lessons, and then she played a little acoustic guitar. I wanted to play a little bit too, so I I did just a little bit. I'm not a guitar player. <laughs> um, little bit of violin for like one semester you know just get your feet wet things like that um my brother played guitar he got electric guitar and so I wanted to play along with him because this is when we were in high school and stuff and I wanted to play something so I decided to either get a bass or drums whichever I found first and I found drums first so that's what I got and you know, my brother was the one that, that got me, he pushed me to go and get the drum set. So thank you. Your parents that. let you have a drum set. Like my daughter plays bass. I'm like, thank God, not drums. <laughs> yeah. As it is, she plays at like 11 o'clock at night. I'll be like, I'll be asleep and I'm like, she'll practice down underneath here. I'll hear boom, boom, boom. 
that I, I love music, so I don't want to be like that one guy discouraging her. I'm like, can't you do it a little earlier? The one instrument <laughs> that just goes through the whole house is the bass. <laughs> That's when her creativity is flowing. <laughs> I, guess, I guess, or the coffee hasn't worn off in the day. The Dunkin' Donuts. But, uh, <laughs> but kudos to your parents for having drums in the house, huh? I mean, yeah, they they are so understanding. They were so understanding. My dad was an Air Force guy, so he was out of town a lot. So during the week, my mom didn't care. <laughs> keep you guys out of trouble. Yeah, she 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 didn't care if I played on the weekends and stuff. When my dad was home during the daytime, he was okay. During the daytime, my brother had a high school band and stuff, mm-hmm. so they would all bring the instruments over, set up out in the backyard, and jam. And they were really understanding parents. They really were. I don't know if they really knew what they were getting themselves into with us. <laughs> so yeah, so. Obviously, did, did, did your your siblings ever carry on with music? I just do it as a hobby, and you the only one actually surpassed I'm the them all. And... That, that went forward with it, yeah. Did it surprise your parents? Were they like they weren't expecting you? They're expecting your brother or someone else to kind of. Um, no, I think they saw a certain drive with me. I think they you did. The, you were the most intense one. Yeah, I, I wouldn't stop, and then I, I, you know, back then to find other people to play with, either you had to ask around people word of mouth or there was a magazine called the recycler where mm-hmm. people took out ads guitar player wanted you know all that stuff must have own car must have own gear all that kind of stuff um so they would see me looking in there and i i actually saw an ad for a guitar player into like hardcore at the time which meant metallica right and that stuff. and it it i was gonna call i circled the ad and i was gonna give her a call um, and then I got a phone call later that day and it was actually her through a friend of mine that knew her. He, he told really? Rosenberger. Yeah. He gave her my phone number that same day. It was That's just, crazy. he called and she told me all her influences. And I, I, I just asked her, you know, I was going to call this ad today and it sounds a lot like you. Do you have an ad out in the recycling? And she said, yes, I do. And I read it and there was a phone number and it was just really, really bizarre connection, but it worked. So, yeah. So I went down to her place, brought all my drums and she would come up to my place. My drums were in my, my bedroom and we would just jam and, you know, it was, it was awesome. It was awesome. My parents were totally understanding. They knew it was more than just a hobby. All right. And then maybe next time we'll, we'll, we'll talk into something with Amazing. You guys actually are playing again, huh? It'd be kind of fun. Back in the day, we time. We actually are getting some shows booked now because um, there's there's a whole slew of venues that are doing like a COVID safe. They're they're only doing like 25% capacity, mm-hmm. um, but they are happening and it's not a lot of them, but um, there may be one coming up in like a, what is it, February? So in like a month and a half or so, maybe. Um, cool. We'll, we'll final word on that pretty soon. Well, I know Patrick just played out, and I know uh, and Buck Cherry's been playing out a little bit here and there, but they're, they got some shows up in Canada, but they're doing the COVID safe thing too. So I know it's very, it, it changes on them every other day. So yeah, we can't go to Canada because then <laughs> you'd have to quarantine for two weeks. <laughs> I know. Well, they're not going up to like, I think it's on their schedule for like April, maybe. Like it, it keeps changing. You know what I mean? The lines keep moving. And those are makeup dates when, when I think COVID hit the first time. So I think they're yeah. just doing the same the here. Makeup. We had Europe, we had, um, before COVID, last year we had so many tour dates. We had Australia, 
we had Europe and we had East Coast. We were we had so many dates booked. Um, as did most of the music business yeah. world, other bands. Um, so Europe rescheduled and then just canceled again. You know, so they just said, let's just wait till 2022. So Europe will be next year. Australia, we're you know we have dates that are supposedly in April, but I know they're in the process of rescheduling that now. They've already rescheduled it once, so now they have to get because they're not. It's not ready yet. We how, can't. How, go. how hard is doing Europe touring over there, like with like visas and stuff? And now with Brexit, you know, the last time we were there, that was before all that that kicked in, so it it was not a problem, you know. Um, any work visa stuff. I mean, the production company took care of everything, but um, I don't know. We'll we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. Well, I know. It, yeah, I know. Yeah. I know the English musicians were having a hard time with it because it could like make it like every everywhere you go, you get to uh, uh, you know, you can't go through Europe freely anymore. That's and how I know it was our first it's hard. Yeah, and I know it was hard for like when I've, I didn't know it at the time, but like for like European bands come over here. It's like they have to apply for a visa. It's like five grand, five, for, five to eight grand for them to come over here. And it can be turned down for any mistake and they lose the money. So they're already starting the negative and then they tour, they get taxed for all, you know what I mean? Because they're already here. So they're already bringing money. They're, everything they, they play, they're still getting taxed after doing that. So it's really expensive for like, you're like, why don't you guys just play over here? Well, you're already looking at five to $10,000 per person per visa, you know? Wow working against your merch already. I mean, you're trying to be like your first couple albums or, you know, a working band. So. And that's what a lot of music fans that are non-touring musicians don't realize that, you know, we bands would love to come and play anywhere and everywhere at all times, but it it's. Or like how much it costs to have a truck, you know, a, a, a tour bus, like 1500 bucks a day. <laughs> to, to, I'm like, it's, yep, it's you not have a to pay story, five- so insurance you have to pay gas you have to pay uh, mm-hmm. so yeah and then yeah. there's and so it's, and my thing is i'm like it's not it's all rock star life that you think people have it's not the same if these are work musicians and they need they should have a good place to sleep on a bus they should have a good hotel you know how can you not perform you should be healthy you should be having good meals it's not like you're like these are, these are things that we all expect that people have they go home they go to show like man i went and saw that iron maiden show last night i am so tired of work the next day you're like i do that all the time and to go to the next show, I also don't get to sleep because I'm also a grown-up. And I also have bills because I have to live somewhere. I don't just live on my drum set on a stage when the lights go down. You know, so <laughs> trying to put that out there to the people, like, they, yeah, you know, there's a little more to it. And, you know, they're not on their bus eating caviar and not, you know, this, this isn't like the make-believe days of what MTV that really wasn't anyhow that people thought they were getting. Mm-hmm. You know, it's totally different. Everyone's working. And, and, and it's good. It's, it's a good job if you can do it. But it's a hard job, too. It is. It's a fun job. Right. But it's also hard. And I'm saying people need to see the balance of it's not. I I don't like to use rock star. Usually people in the show are musicians. So they could be a famous musician. Musicians. Rock stars are throwing TVs and, you know, just mad money for no reason. Um, (laughs) But I could play and, you know, work for a living, working musician. Um, (laughs) I am looking forward to you guys playing. I hope sometime that eventually I'll be able to see you being on different coasts. It's not like you guys always play out anyhow in my area. Someday. Someday. <laughs> I'll be able to see you. Someday. Um, so you have a line of some merchandise coming out. I will put the links 
underneath to promote okay. when we're ready. Yeah, um, it's going to be little things that we haven't been selling before, you know, during COVID, you know, I, I guess I heard that we're going to be required to wear masks for the rest of the year. So, hey, we're going to have some masks, <laughs> some masks, some magnets, some socks, you know, maybe some, some little things like that, little knickknacks that kind of stuff so that's awesome so people buy them support them because they're not playing out they need you know this is revenue support your yeah. bands support people this is you know what's important we all need masks and socks you can wear them <laughs> together well i mean I can't say that. there I you go i guess you could wear them together if you're a weirdo but like you, you, have to make them. <laughs> you, you just gotta like make a whole outfit like a like a an, a pajama set too so like it's this whole comfort <laughs> iron major pajama jammies or something i've been it'd be kind of funny um this has been great and hopefully when we talk next time we can do something with the band and we're promoting you guys because you guys are be on the road you're gonna be going to europe you're gonna be doing something you guys can be so busy but like i don't know Sean, i only got time because we're so busy <laughs> playing out right here um i want to thank you for for being on the show and thank, thank you for you. kicking ass all these years and being like one of my first favorite female bands oh, so I thank Dorothy were like solo performance, but like the first for me, female band I was like totally into was 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 you guys. And um so thank you. That means a lot. So it's... totally totally stoked to, to get to finally talk to you. So I want to thank you and you have a good night. You too, okay? You take right. care. Bye. Right.